This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. How everybody doing today? Today we are talking money allocation, money and football. Calhoun's with me today because we sit on two opposite sides of the fence when it comes to not only tricking and dating, but also in how we value football and how your football team should spend money. Wait a minute, money. Now, I'm staying with both sides of the trick. Y'all keep trying to make me out to be something that I'm not. Listen. We're not going down that road. I stand on both of those fences. On this one, I stand purely on the right side. You stand on the left side. So, yours is, how you feel about the quarterback when it comes to the NFL? Most important position in sports, they should be the most paid. In all the sports, he's the most paid. All the sports. And they should be the most paid. Yeah. I don't totally in all the team sports. In all the team sports. I don't totally disagree. What I disagree with is... These hundred million dollar quarterbacks, right? So these this money allocation. So the cap is what one hundred and twenty million dollars. Probably gonna be like one hundred and forty some million dollars. They just say one hundred fifty. Make it a round number. What I don't agree with is one player on that team who may not be the best player on that team making twenty to twenty five million of that. Just because of his position. Just because of his position. That's ludicrous. And when you do that, because there's 22, there's 21 other starters, and there's 52 other players, where is your money? How much room do you have when you have that kind of handcuff? So you will call what you disagree with the Sam Bradford corollary. Okay. Correlation. Corollary is kind of not a rule, but kind of a thing. So the reason we call it the Sam Bradford corollary is for everybody. I'm sure most people know Sam Bradford is the last Big, big money. money quarterback to come out of the draft. Was it like seventy million? Yeah, he sounded like. Every, so it was year after year. The net, the previous one was out doing the, the new one was out doing the previous one. Excuse right. me. So Bradford may have topped out at like five years, seventy million, or six years, eighty million, something like that. Whatever. It was something crazy, some stupid number, or whatever. To the point where that's why they threatened to go on strike and redo the whole. Sam Broth, that last contract. Is what got the cap going. What is what got this the like, rookie scale? The rookie scale going. Yeah, because of that much money in the rookie. At that time, he was getting paid more than Tom Brady and and Drew Brees. All that when he came in, that contract was more than that contract. That's when people say, "Hold on, we got to stop this shit." This is too much, and that's what they're gonna have to do with me. And 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 a point with the quarterbacks, they're gonna have to start capping this. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to that. So let me ask you this. If you were a St. Louis fan, would you say you got your money's worth out of Sam Bradford? Hell no. Would you say you got anywhere close to your money's Hell worth out of Sam no. Bradford? If you were a St. Louis Rams fan, how much would you say Sam, how much pay would you say he deserved based on his contract? A million a year? Mm-hmm. Maybe two? Let me re-ask that. Would you put him, and we did, we always go back to quarterback steakhouse comparison, but it's spot on for this one. What group would he be in if we were looking at the quarterback? If we went from the Bones to the Houstons to the Longhorn, he'll be in the Golden Corral. To the Golden Corral, to the McDonald's, or to the, the school in, lunch. 
he and McDonald's. Because we don't know what his talent is. One, because he's just, he's never played. He never played. If he played, then we can see what he really is. But one of the one of the skill sets in NFL is it's injury. And so we talked about that. Healthy, yeah. Availability. Exactly. Speed, strength. Doesn't matter if you run over a, a two one in the forty. If you can't stay on the field, you're useless. Exactly. So I would go back and this is probably not long enough to do a podcast on, but the primary skill is injury. That should be what you when you evaluate the players. That should be in the Rams can actually they could have did it with Sam Bradford got hurt two years at Oklahoma. Right. But anyway, the primary skill in evaluation should be injury, which is not taken into consideration to the degree it needs to be taken into consideration. In so once that skill is evaluated, then you can evaluate all other skills because. I'm sure if you had to go back in hindsight, and of course hindsight is 2020. Right. St. Louis probably still would have looked at Bradford at number one, but they damn sure wouldn't have paid him that money. Right. And he probably would have slid from number one to like number in the second round. Yeah. They probably took him with a number one pick in the nah, second round. He was round. gonna be the first quarterback taken. He was gonna be a top ten quarterback then. But he doesn't get that money. You during that year, you know, top ten. You had to. He was gonna get crazy, and his his position. So it wasn't just because he was number one overall, which was huge. It was he was number one overall quarterback. quarterback. That's what the problem was. And the scale is like you know how the draft scale is. Quarterbacks get this lineman, running backs. Everybody have a different scale. You know, and so I think that quarterback should be compensated very, very, very well. But you. Disagree with that. And you came up in a previous podcast, you came up with a good theory or whatever. That's the probably. best player on your team should be the highest player on your team. If it's the quarterback, it's the quarterback. The best player on the Patriots is Tom Brady. The best player on Denver is our is Peyton Manning. The best player in Green Bay it could be either it could be it could be Clay Matthews, but it's in high, it really all honestly it's Aaron Rodgers. Those are our best players. But the best player that was on the Eagles last year was not Mark Sanchez, Nick Foles. Let's not talk about them. Let's go to let's go to some teams that are contender pretenders. The let's best player on Cincinnati. On, the, on Cincinnati is not is not uh, is not the redhead Andy, Andy Dalton. Dalton. It's not him. The best player that was on in Chicago is not Jay Cutler. It's probably Ashawn Jeffries because Brandon Marshall stay on Matt Forte. It's not them. The best player on a lot of these teams is not the quarterback. The best player in Seattle is not Russell Wilson. The best player that was the best player of Kansas City is not Alex Smith. So Alex Smith should not be the highest paid player in Kansas City. Period. There's a lot of players who should be making more more money than him. You should get as one. Should be making more money than him. There are a lot of players that make more money than him. Those aren't the best players. So they should not get the most money. I think that they think best may be a, best may be the correct term, but they play the hardest position, and their position is unevenly tied to success, more so than other positions. They have a, they have a it's a crazy way of they have a crazy way of having, holding them accountable. I'll give you that because they lose is just not on the quarterback. If he throws an interception, 
It's not just on the quarterback. But again, for the quarterback to be successful, it's all type of things that have to work. The wide receiver has to catch. The line has to block for him to make the right read. If you don't have those avenues, he can't make the right read. Guess what? If you don't have the money to pay those different positions, then he's screwed. You just got to, what you have is a Lamborghini in your garage with no motor. Oh, no. Flip part of that, if you pay him the money, what you have is a Honda Accord with a Lamborghini motor in it. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So, Matt Ryan, for instance, everyone keeps getting on Matt Ryan. That's dumb. He has some bad throws. Of course, everyone does. But Matt Ryan was playing with a third string center. He had Sam Baker, who was a starter, who was in actuality a human turnstile. He goes down. Now you got Kareemi on the right top, on the right side. And when you have that, there is no running game. A quarterback's best friend is the running game. Next to the line, is the running game. If you don't have that, then you have a guy who's throwing 40 times a game. And if you're throwing that much, you're going to probably throw some picks. You're going to make some bad reads. You're going to get some rushes. All that type of stuff. So if it's all these different things that goes into this team, because this is true the team ball, there are 22 starters. And what can you say about what? About 8 to 10 alternates? He's bringing in different running backs. You have different wide receivers. You have cornerbacks. You have linemen coming in. Out of 22 people, it's probably 35 who play. Who play. One person out of that 35 people who you see should not be getting 50% of the money on the people who you see. But it gets 60% on the blame. So we do, if we do a blame scale, the blame scale goes quarterback, coach, coach, general manager. They don't blame Indominus Sue when Detroit lose, when he was with Detroit. No. They blame Matt Stafford. Well, it's easy to blame him when you've thrown three interceptions. So rarely does a quarterback get blamed if he is flawless in the game. That's all reserved for black quarterbacks. These crackers not getting that kind of blame. Matt so, Ryan get a lot of blame in games. He's actually a lot of time Matt Ryan has thrown. If you've thrown like two interceptions, you're gonna get some blame if y'all lost. But honestly, we look at the Falcons. A lot of those times, they're really handcuffing Matt Ryan. A lot of times, they handcuff him, and it's just a whole bunch of racism. Because the niggas when we talk to don't like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, if you watch football, is not a bad quarterback. But is he a $20 million quarterback? Is he a $20 million player? Nah. But he gets $20 million. Now, on our team... Who's a $20 million depleted, dollar player? Well, it's depleted. So, the only person who probably come closer to the school year, but he's trash because he's going to stay... I'll trade them. The Falcons don't have a $20 million player right now. Yeah, right. But other teams do. They have players that, that are just that good that you'll pay. Which goes back to, in a previous podcast, we talked free agency, Ryan Tannehill versus Ndamukong Sue. Sue is worth that money. Tannehill, which they're going to pay because the owner likes Tannehill, is not worth that kind not of money. Not even that. He's a quarterback, and right now, that's the going rate for comp- average quarterbacks. You said it best in the quarterback state house comparison. Good is getting compensated like great. Average to good is getting compensated like great. Excuse me. That's what you see. And that's what they're doing. All of them going in there with a mask on. Every quarterback going there with his agent and going to a team and they hold up your franchise. So your favorite franchise is being held up by his quarterback. But let's go back to the free agency podcast because you you gave a, a short statement. Hey, the best player should get the most money, which in theory makes sense. But you broke it down to a... a a great hypothesis where you were saying 
hey, let's look at the the pay the um salary cap as a hundred percent thing. Eighty percent should go to those thirty five players who play, or really the twenty who play, twenty two who start. Right. Whatever you say, twenty twenty two. The other twenty should be split amongst the other thirty, right? Because they right. aren't really. Right, and then you have forty percent of each, forty for offense, forty for defense. You can put in that twenty percent. You gonna put your special team in that too. And that twenty percent, because that's where it usually come from. Yeah. So in that forty forty, your quarterback shouldn't be making half of that. Yeah, I, the most I want my quarterback to make in that is ten percent. So if it's a pie chart, I say fifteen percent. Well, go ahead. That's the high. If it's a pie chart, and in this pie chart you divide up the salary cap, and you want to go half and half, so that twenty percent go to your bench and your special team, and then that eighty percent go to offense defense. So let's put numbers with this. So let's say a hundred million. That's real easy, right? Mm-hmm. So we start with a hundred million. So eighty million of it. So eighty million goes to offense. No, no, no. I mean forty million goes to offense. Forty million goes to defense, right. and we throw out twenty million because that's just special teams, right. right? So I don't care too much about that. Exactly. Out of that forty million, the quarterback can't make twenty million dollars. Can't make fifteen million dollars. Because if he makes fifteen million dollars, you still have ten other starters who has to split up twenty five million dollars. Not including the ones who's coming as subs. Your other running backs, your other two wide receivers. And your backup line because you need at least two backup back lines. Probably. So now, you're gonna you got one player making twenty, you got twenty you got you got fourteen, fifteen other players splitting twenty five. What kind of talent are you gonna have around that twenty million dollar quarterback? you don't have to think about it, it's gonna be very little. I wasn't thinking about I was trying to think of a real world representation for that. Because you can't say the Falcons could have Julio, who's talented. Well, Roddy, who's talented. On the flip side of this, what you have to do is you have to strike every time in the draft. So, the draft and for instance. So, the way you have to hit, you have to hit perfectly in order to have this player for four years before he command a high salary. I would go with a player. It's Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers would be in that kind of category. They Phillip Rivers... Antonio Rock Gates will hurt one. You'll feel the ribs with dragging cats like Malcolm Floyd. I think this was before Vincent Jackson was there. It was like Malcolm Floyd and some other mundane. Chris Chambers or some shit like that on, on this down year. Without really, a, this was LT was gone, so Ryan may have been Ryan Matthews or some stopgate solution yeah. or whatever. Phil Rivers has been in that situation. Not because of pay, but because, maybe because of pay. I don't know. I'm not a big San Francisco, San Diego fan, excuse me. But to your point, you have to have enough money to give a halfway decent quarterback, halfway decent weapons, right? Because at that point, now you can get a. If you split this money up right, you can get a, you can get a decent quarterback with a good line because they don't command as much money. Good line, decent running back, decent receivers, and that will take you further than an outstanding quarterback with piss poor running back, bad line, and decent receivers. And Seattle's the ultimate corollary in what you just said. Exactly. Seattle just gave you the blueprint on how to do this. One, they have to draft well enough to do this. You have to have. You have to hit on your draft. You have to hit on your draft. I need seven picks. You got to hit on four. You got to get. You got to get two, three starters and a couple of bench players. Some guys who can fill in in your bench. You got to hit out of these seven, and and you got to unrestrict the free agents in your draft. You're gonna have to hit on these. But if you sign them, just like they're gonna have to do in the next year or so, or probably this year, is sign Russell Wilson to that hundred million dollar contract. It's going to be difficult to do. That's why you had to get rid of Vernon Maxwell, your other cornerback who's going to get $10 million. You're not, they just saw Marshawn Lynch. I think it's only one deal, one year. He's not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to keep him when you got that much money in the back and you already signed other guys. That's why you're never going to have a receiver that's good unless they get him out the draft 
with Seattle because they can't pay him. Detroit just showed you what that did to their team, and a lot of that was because they had they had free agents, they had drafts. Well, let's use the same analogy because we both will sit here and say, if you look at Detroit, fuck coaching, fuck the gym, fuck. Fuck everybody who isn't on the field. If you look on the field, they are a talented team. Very. Why? Because of their draft. But to your point, when you start paying, you start losing. And they paid to use that same pie chart. They paid probably sixty percent to two people. And so, so and so many rookies you get in a year, especially you're not getting every rookie on the same side of the ball. So what happens is, and it's only so many cheap players you want on your team. Exactly. So what happens is. Okay, you're graded wide receiver. You're graded quarterback. Or even if you you miss on them, you're graded quarterback. You're graded on receiver, but your guard isn't that good. Or your center may be pretty good, right. but your right tackle isn't that good. Right. Your second receiver may not be that good. Or your tight end. Or your backup running back is piss poor. You know what I'm saying? So football is a marathon. Even though it's the shortest, it's a marathon from a physical standpoint. Meaning. You can need to, you you may not need that depth in basketball. You may not need that depth in baseball. In baseball, realistically, you can go probably twelve players deep, exactly. nine and three utility players, two utility players. In football, you have to have at least seven, eight backups, especially exactly. for people who touch the ball, skill position people, because they fall like flies nowadays. Exactly. And so, what happens is it may not be real, it may not be evident in your starting lineup, but it's definitely gonna be evident in your second string. And it's going to be evident in spot pieces in your starting lineup. So, as we were saying with the fact, depth. Because if you're doing this type of stuff, how much depth do you have? You don't have any. They had three big-time money players. You got Matthew Stafford making 20, Sue making 20, and Kevin Johnson making 15. Or we haven't even got to this at all. Let's stick on offense. We're going to talk about Sue. On offense. Okay, so when you have that, this is in hindsight. If I was building a team... My highest player on my offense would be ten million dollars. Will be my quarterback, but he'll be ten million dollars. Everyone else be like, I rather have five to ten million dollars and spread it around. What percentages? Let's not talk dollars because dollars change. So to your point, the quarterback may top out at ten percent, maybe fifteen percent if he's Tom Brady or Peyton Nass, man in this. Well, you that's, know, that's just and that's very other world. Exactly. Right exactly. Yeah, so Mine would be ten percent. Yeah, so ten percent. Out of that forty percent. 10%. I work with that. And then at 30, we can get something done with that. But see, you see how much money it is taken from your team still. He's still, no one else is coming within 5% of that. Yeah. So I, it, I still give him what he needs because it is a lot being taken into account here. But there's a blueprint to win if you have a competent quarterback and have good to great pieces around. And you can win like that. So I don't believe that the quarterback should be getting and doing what they're doing now. I don't believe that. And like I told you previously, unless they, your team draft exceptionally well, not just good, exceptional. What would you consider the Detroit draft? Amazing. I'm give it a grade, Jim by and large. Eh? These last few years? And they still haven't been that close because, to your point, they've handcuffed themselves giving out those big contracts. And so... I think that we both can agree that quarterback is gonna be compensated the most. Just because it's gonna be compensated. Whether they whether they go on ten percent, twenty percent, we disagree with how handsomely, but in the perfect world, the quarterback probably is gonna be the highest paid player on the team. Just right because now, of responsibility and stuff. And like not just that, but right now that's what everyone has just gravitated to. And until that phase is over, just like in the 80s, it was the running back, running back, running back, running back. 
So everyone's gravitated to you got to have this quarterback. I, no, you don't. You need to have a good team. But so since everyone on this quarterback spill, like I said earlier, the conversation has went average players getting good to great money. Nobody should be in the room again with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Rogers Skid. Yeah, there's still every year someone's getting more than them. Those are our only exceptions to this rule. Otherwise, everyone should be in that lower ballpark. Our quarterback stackhouse comparison is pretty, it's pretty spot on. Pretty spot on. Because again, we could talk, we're not gonna go back into that. But like you said, those four. The only two who you can even consider probably is Flacco for time serving and Andrew Luck for potential. And Andrew Luck's not even up here. Exactly, but I'm just saying, like, everybody else after that is no. It should be a fuck no. But right now, every quarterback who goes in is getting at the. Look at Kaepernick and Alex Smith. There's no way they should be getting that kind of compensation. But they are because of the mindset you have. The quarterback needs to be the highest paid player on your team. No, he does not. Well, let's flip it then. Because that would be a good way to get off offense and get in the defense. Same 40 million or the same 40%. And Dumb Kinsu, how much does he take? How much does your best defensive player take? Because I think that in Dumb Kinsu, who, you know, maybe one of the five, ten best defensive players in the NFL. Definitely ten, maybe five. One of the ten best NFL players. I don't know about Come that. On. He's been a beneficiary of a great rookie deal and an extremely great second deal with the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They won't win because of that deal they gave him. Well, they won't win because of other factors. But that deal is going to be the precedent factor. Because that deal is put so much money into one position that they can't spend money in other positions. Now, see, I, I disagree. The only reason why I disagree because, like you said, so we got this cap here, right? 40 here, 40 here. Then you can have a defensive player who's outstanding who get that 10% again. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Like and that's that. it. This is an ideal situation. And, and this is the theory what you say should sure. And that, And that what you're saying? They're not going to win because of other factors. But they're not, not doing him. that. No, they're not doing this. They're going to sign Tannehill to a $100 million quarterback. Joe Film is, is shit for a coach. Their front offense is who knows what. They're not good because of, they're not because of the Don't take the other years. Let's take this year. This, this year, they won't do anything. And it won't be because of him. It though. will be. Nah. It won't be because of him. It won't be because of his play. It'll be because of what they signed him to, meaning they can't fill up the holes. They drive well, and if they have better talent. They don't have a good They don't have good talent. They can't get talent. They got the best talent. They couldn't get. There's nothing more than in the free agency that they was going to go get. What else can they get, though? They need a they need a shutdown wide receiver and they need a great quarterback. And, and they just let a good wide receiver go to get there. Well, Mike Wallace ain't been nothing with the, with Dolphins. We keep gravitating toward the Dolphins. I think that's because you don't like this Sue deal. I don't. Okay. He's the best player on that team right now. As the best player on that team right now, he should be the highest paid player on that team. Tim Hill should not get the contract he got just because he's a quarterback. I agree with that. But that's the kind of contract he's going to get, which is the problem that's going on now. I believe your best player should get the most money. And that's not, and I'm not saying I think play. theoretically, I, I think conceptually it makes sense. There's holes in that because, of course, if your tackle is the best player, then. But it, but Sue's a hole in it. His position doesn't dictate he should be the highest paid player. It goes almost to the, to the underlying fabric of football yourself. You just hit on it. If your best player is Jake fucking Long, which he was the best player in Miami for a couple. Well, the one with Cleveland too, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas. They're best players on their team by far. 
How far would you really fucking go with it just to great little tape? But it's different. But again, with your point, you're absolutely right. But it's Joe Thomas got paid big money because he's that good, and you can still get paid big money. Now the problem with now the problem with uh, Joe Thomas is not only does he not touch the ball, he doesn't put pressure on the person who touches the ball. So your DN or your line, your, your D line, and your 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 left tackles, your quarterbacks, your cornerbacks, those are premier parts in this whole scheme. Out of those, just the quarterback is the most premier. But the reason why I say what I say. Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer has a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, although better than them, has a Super Bowl. Chris Miller been to the Super Bowl. Who Chris Miller went to the Super Bowl with? Not Chris Miller. Um, Chris Challenge. Chris Challenge, excuse me. Chris Challenge went to the Super Bowl. Think about it like this. That's all I got to think about. Who, Out of uh, 20 years, you've named it three years Hasselbeck went to Super Bowl. Hasselbeck was a Pro Bowler there, yo. He threw 4,000 yards. Yeah, but he still... All-time great, he was not. Pro Bowler, he was. I mean... He, he probably been to four Pro Bowls in his career. All right, so, but you're not taking Matt Hasselbeck and thinking like, oh, man, I want Matt Hasselbeck. At one point, he was a top eight quarterback in the league. But just think about it. Carolina went to the Super Bowl with Jake DeLone. It's not. It's about a complete team, a complete team effort with good coaching. That will not only get you to, but will let you. But you will win with that formula. This is a team sport, and it has to be paid like that. It has to be manipulated like that. You can have your Matt Ryan's and your Joe Flacco's, and we can keep winning with our Russell Wilsons. That's what I do. That's what you can do. It's just that simple. My fundamental problem with signing the suit is that. He can put pressure. He can't affect the play every down to the level that you would like. Yes, he can. Mm. Yes, he can. He does it. He's a three-down D-tackle. He's a D-tackle with nine sacks. That doesn't include all his hurries. It doesn't include the way he's pushing the pocket so the D-in or the, or the double and triple team that he commands so someone like Cameron Wake can come off the edge and get it. The way that he affects the game is what you pay him for. The same reason why you're saying quarterbacks should get paid. The way that a player impacts, affects a game, that's what they should be getting paid for. All because you're a quarterback, you should not be going to the front office and commanding $15, $18, 20000000 million. I haven't seen a D-lineman. A D-tackle. I haven't seen what Ndamukong Suh can command that type of money. You haven't seen a D-tackle like Ndamukong Suh. I think SAP is built. I think it's been Sap D-tackles are better. I think South was built. But, but that's something else. That's something else. You can say John Ryder was good and all that stuff. But, these, yeah. but he's in there. He's in there. For I them. mean, they're all in the same thing, right? Like, how good are you if they're the best player you but have? But goes back to what I'm saying about all this. Now, Ray Lewis is different. I, if we, if, nah, Reed is different. Reed different. I think Deion those. Sanders different. Dion, Troy Polamalu. Those are players who I can see commanding 10% of salary. J.J. Watt, 10% of the salary. And even then, what did I say about J.J. Watt? You giving him quarterback money or you giving him $100 million? Where's he at right now? Coach O'Donnell Sterling, what the fuck has he done for his team? The same thing that Drew Brees and Matt Ryan did for their team right now. <laughs> he went, but to your point, I agree with what you're saying, but what I'm saying is... Our bigger point is this. One... One man should have shouldn't have all that power, as Kanye said. Exactly. So one man should have all that salary. Exactly. Because it because football is the 
ultimate team sport. Basketball, one player can take over. You get the right guy in the draft, you're going to the, you're going to the playoffs. Baseball, it's pitcher against batter. It's mono and mono for the most yeah, part. Yeah, until they hitting the narrow game. But that's the matchup there. Football, everything is a moving car, and it all has to work. I don't give a damn if you have the greatest quarterback ever in the in taking the ball, getting the snaps. If his line isn't blocking, he's gonna look like Tim Tebow. Don't don't ever use Tebow name in vain. I'm good to him. That's what Tim Tebow is, garbage. But if uh, on the second hand, if you got a good rugged, watch what Adrian Peterson can do for that boy up there in Minnesota. The Rich Ward. Watch. With a run game, they sh- they showing up that defense, get a run game, maybe draft them a, a, a premier wide receiver so you can have someone to throw to, and then watch how that thing changes. And it's not because you're going to give Teddy Bridgewater $20 million because he had 4,000 yards and they won 12 games two years. That's not it. He got a monster for running back. They got a good line. The defense held steady. And he got someone in the clutch to throw to big tight end, big wide receiver. So this is the problem that's going on now. Your best player, not in hindsight, theoretically, should be your highest paid player. And he should be. Point blank. If that's what makes your team go, that's what makes your team go. If your running back is your best player, he should be the highest paid player. Adrian Peterson be the highest paid on their team. Yeah, on team. unless they get enough wins in, and then it'll be Teddy Bridgewater. Because when he goes back, when he goes back to renegotiate that rookie contract, he's gonna ask for hundred million dollars. Cam's gonna get hundred million. Does, does he deserve hundred million? Let me ask you that. I don't think four quarterbacks deserve hundred million. I say it's six. I told you the four. You if Andrew look if I were owner Andrew look came to me with hundred million, he gotta get hundred million. I would see that. Russell Wilson gonna get it. And is he a hundred million dollar quarterback? No. I don't think they win. I'm not saying I'm not saying who will get. It. I'm saying if they were the only in that cameo, Andrew Luck can age cameo. He getting it. You would give it to him. You wouldn't be mad. Nah, nah, this is no. Nah, nah just in general, would you be he mad? Getting it. I think the other one. I think you gotta give it to Cam too. Cam is all they got. Cam is literally what they tried out. For. I said Cam last year. Y'all laughed me down. I would put Cam in that. Cam is it. The six I said or the four you know, Andrew Lowe would be five. I'll give it to Flacco. Flacco keep them. People don't like Flacco, but Flacco, they always in the playoffs and they always maybe a win or two away from the Super Bowl. I think about he's showing you the last couple of years that he has put that team on the show, not just the defense, not just the team. Yeah. So I give you And he's team. won the Super Bowl. So with that being said, what I just said, I give you this quarterback can do something a lot of other positions can't do. Well, no other position can do. He literally can put the team on his back, will them to win. Here's the thing. To me, and this is going to sound real bad, there's really only been one quarterback who can do that. But, of course, he doesn't have the mindset to do it. Is that Mike Vick? Because he not only can throw it, he runs. Everybody else, everything has, has to work. So if he throw this ball, the guy has to catch it. We've seen that. You have a bad receiver, he's wide open. You throw the ball to him, he drops the ball, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter you made the right read. It doesn't matter made the right the, the line made the right blocking. If your line doesn't have any block, you've seen this. You get the ball, you're not out your three star drop yet, and everyone's converging on you. What good are you? Which is why it's not just the quarterback. You don't have to have no great quarterback to get a championship. What you have to have 
is a good team. And I think that, and we keep coming back to the dumb too, because I think that you just this really just this really just grind your gears. He's getting paid quarterback money for. He's that good. Him and JJ Watt, you cannot pay a non quarterback quarterback money. Uh, the hell if you can't. Watch you where you go. Watch where. I'm not saying what's happening. Andy Dalton getting quarterback money. He shouldn't get quarterback. Tony money. Romo getting it. Matt Ryan getting Romo, it. Romo. Let me say this. Romo. Romo is in a hundred million dollar quarterback. Ooh, watch this. All that stuff about Tony Romo, and they want to talk about how Tony Romo has changed. Tony Romo hasn't done nothing different. The difference is that run game, which is a product of their offensive line, and that shows you right there. That I will come back and tell you. If Tony Romo couldn't. I like Tony Romo, and I couldn't give him hundred. That's your boy. But yeah. I wouldn't give him hundred million. He commands hundred million in the way that. But if Dumb Kansu came to me and said, "I need hundred million, get the fuck out of here," you will never sign this fucking. JJ Watt comes to me, I need hundred million. JJ Watt, fuck out of here. JJ Watt get it. JJ Watt don't get it. JJ Watt get it because it's versatility. Now I I like Sue over Watt, but Sue. Who's the better player to you? Not who you like. Who's the better player? The better player. That's two totally different things. Who's, uh, I'm asking you, who's the better player? Who do you Sue. think is the better player? Sue. Now, I like Zero, but you say people are better rappers, so. Most dominant all that is Sue. J.J. Watt is better because he just, one, he can do it both. He's so versatile. So he lines up D-tackle and D-in. He's going to get a lot of sacks that way. Sue doesn't play D-in. Better? I like Sue. What makes Sue so great, dude? When well, he hasn't ever been, he's unstoppable. Because you just made the key point of this podcast: a quarterback can elevate your team to the next level. What the fuck can a D tackle do? Not as much, but a DN can. That's the difference. And I agree you with got you. A DN getting twenty sacks. He at some point he JJ what? That's game he take over. And what did they do? What did they, they leave do them? They How many times have he been to the playoffs? And what, once? Nah, I've probably been twice. Okay, twice. Nah, yeah, they lost to Cincinnati. Well, no, it's ain't been that many. Twice. Here's the thing, even if it's three, between one and three. Here's the thing right here. It's still the rest of the team, which is, goes back to what I was saying about the quarterback. Like I just said, your quarterback is in takeover mode. Not if your line not blocking. And so I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm saying... You have to be literally paying a quarterback $100 million, But you damn sure cannot pay a non-quarterback. And there's probably been four non-quarterbacks who would deserve $100 million in the in league. Houston. Yeah. And then damn, and Dom Kassou damn sure laying on that list. J.J. Watt damn sure laying on that list. No, he's not. That list would be LT. I know you're going to say Reggie White. Ray Lewis. I like Ed Reed. So I say Ed Reed. But Dion. Dion and Talcott. He didn't have to. Dion would be borderline. He would be borderline number five. Those five players. J.J. Watt is not better than none of them. No, but this day and age, he's the best. As much as I like Sue, now I, I like Sue. But because he can play that versatile, he can go in and in. He is the best defensive player in the game. And the best defensive player in the game should be getting $100 million in this NFL. Like I was saying about Matt Ryan uh, last year in, in one of our earlier podcasts, because of the market. So it's what the market is, just like real estate. You can have a house. This same house, 10 years, the market goes up and down. Eight, five, four, five, six years ago, your house was worth $70,000. $70, Today, your house is worth $130,000. The market is where it is. 
And so he has to get paid accordingly. Now, a DN can take a game over and rehab. Can he carry a team? No. Yeah, uh, no. No. How many positions on the team can click positions on the team? None. How many positions on the team? Yeah. That's 22 starters, but of course you got a line. You want to go tackle, tackle. No, no, I'm saying how many positions can carry a real team? I'd say how many groups? I'd say maybe three, four position groups. That can take over? That can carry a team to a next I've seen different positions do it. I've literally seen Kevin Johnson, Dez Bryant take over. Julio Jones, seeing Julio and Green Bay. I'm not talking about winning the game. I'm talking about take your team to that next level. I think it's only four position groups that can do that. Okay, who? Quarterback, running back, and I'm specifically saying Adrian Peterson. And Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, because he's carried them. Yeah. I say a dominant O-line. I'm talking about what you have all-time, a la Dallas. Exactly. And a dominant D-line, a la Seattle. Not one player, but the whole group. I heard some of that. I've also seen wide receiver. Carry a team? They carry. They he did his thing. That year, Kevin Who? Johnson had almost 2,000 yards. And they went 4-12 that yes, year. Yes, they did. So he didn't carry a team nowhere. He just them. had a good year. <laughs> My word, though. That's just, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's to your point. He didn't do what the, he didn't do what you said. Take the team on his back. Take them to the next level. So, okay, I agree with those four. Those four things. Those four can get that money. I eat, I really but the only thing is, the only two who are individualistic are the quarterback right. and the running back. I go with DN. Okay. I go with a DN, too. I agree with your point a little bit with that suit money because he's D-top and he's not versatile to move around. So, I'll give you that. As much as I like him the best and I think he's a better player, he's not versatile enough to be that D. That DN can take over a game, i.e., Greg Hardy a couple years ago against the Falcons. They can take over a game. J.J. Watt. They can take a game completely. You've seen Clay Matthews do it. Completely over. Take it completely over. And there's not a lot of, just like a quarterback can do it, they can do it. The difference is, they do it themselves, whereas a quarterback has to have those interchangeable parts. And most of the time when a quarterback is just striking, he also is putting that run game in there, putting that play action passing man. So, still, the most important the most important position, I give you that. But do you have to have the elite or the best? No, I agree with that. You can have a decent quarterback with a good team, and you'll win. So let's wrap it up with this. I want you to. We're gonna do this debate style, like political debates. We you said your points, I said my points. We agreed on some things, disagreed on some things. Make your final case in one statement. If you want to win, you need a complete team. And if you, in order to have a complete team, you can't have one or two players handcuffing your team. Financially. Financially. Thank you. What's yours? Elite quarterbacks deserve elite quarterback money. But you cannot pay non-elite quarterbacks and non-quarterbacks elite quarterback money. If you do, whether it's from Andy Dalton, to Matt Stafford, to Romo Cutler, to Indomitian Sue, J.J. White, to Richard Sherman, to whomever. You cannot pay non-quarterbacks elite quarterback money and win. They don't touch the ball enough, and they very rarely affect every player of the game because 
most positions play one side of the field, so you can just go away from them, or you can game plan away from them for the most part. Yeah, your point is the last part. Most positions only play one side of the field. And it can get that. game planned so away from So the quarterback, as far as chess is like the queen, it has unlimited. Let me count your part with this on Besides Tom Brady, and that's because he's been restructured, what $100 million quarterback have won the Super Bowl with that $100 million contract? Nobody. You, you made that eloquent so your point. point is... But then, what $100 million other player has won the Super Bowl? So, in case in point, <laughs> don't pay a player $100 million. That's the ultimate goal. We can always... And that's the end of the Digital Darren podcast. Give it to me. Hey, take a, thank y'all for listening to digitaldarren.com. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.